Davis here, Luke's here, Torres is here. End game, the spoiler ban has lifted. We're going to be talking about everything right now. Guys, just initial reactions again. How good was this movie? Class. <laughs> class. Oh, it, was just, class. it was just everything I wanted and more. Yeah, it was like, as we agreed, we discussed in the non-spoiler review, we said it was the perfect ending uh, to a part of the MCU. We can now say why. <laughs> you know, mm. it's all be definitive about that. Um, the first thing I do want to start with is the beginning, because that's a very good place to start. Uh, you should start with my voice being very echoey. I'm <laughs> <laughs> reporting, reporting from an unknown lo- location in an unknown country. It's <laughs> Luke McLaughlin right now. He's, uh, he's hiding out. See, and uh, you know how Age Ultron when Thor goes to that cave thing and jumps Aye, that, in the pool? That's, that's what I where am. you are. That's where you are right now, man. You're seeing where all the, the Infinity Stones are. Uh, that's where you find out. <laughs> even though, even though he ends up no, like but that's all about nothing. Um, I want to start with the beginning. It sort of started as I expected it. Like the, the Avengers are sad, and then Tony gets rescued, and I was like, okay, we knew that was going to happen very quickly. Um, and then things <laughs> took a turn when uh, I Thanos is like, I've destroyed the stones. And Thor kills him, and then on the screen, jumps five years later. Who was surprised at that moment, or did it, you just kind of expect it? I expected to be years past, but I didn't expect it to go in the order of the kill Thanos straight after it, and then there's the the gap. You know what I mean? I thought it was the gap, yeah. and then they killed him, and then it was kind of like kicks off of there. Def- definitely, and Torres. I think the only thing that was missing from the Thanos scene was All Star by Smash Mouth playing in the background. <laughs> 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 Very much like Shrek in his wee swamp there, wasn't he? Just enjoying himself, having Aye. a nice time. Look at the um, fucking shirt he was wearing, man. It was fucking horrendous. <laughs> they obviously didn't have a river. He was on a come down. Absolutely come down. So um, he picked up that fruit thing, and I was like, ah, please take a big chomp at it, like a corn in a cob. <laughs> 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 but uh, the uh, eye to say for certain I did not expect him to snuff it so early. <laughs> I, and it was the way he did as well. It was just sort of it was kinda like he didn't care. Like there was no real fight back from Thanos at all, uh, to be honest, which I kinda liked. It was a good it was a good mm. nice surprise to start off the film and set the story up and it completely blew my expectations right away. So we jumped five years uh, we've got Captain America's at a support group. Uh, Black Widow's leading some version of the uh, of the Avengers there, and then Iron Man has a <laughs> Iron Man has a daughter, and mm. this was the bit when I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> this was yeah. the, in my head. I was like, "Right now, I can see what's happening." Look, as soon as they introduced Tony having a family. What what was you, what was going through your head? Because I was like immediately either the daughter's getting taken out of history or he's going to die. Yeah, it's, as soon as you see the daughter, you know for a fact you're like because obviously it's Endgame and mm-hmm. it's a film at the end of the day, so you know there's absolute stakes to be made. Also, the fact that you first see her, she takes out the rescue helmet, mm-hmm. so you're thinking right, this could be like some kind of weird message going on here, like either. Pepper comes in and saves the daughter, and Tony dies, or vice versa. Yeah, um, but you Some... knew one way or the other. And the fact is, when Cap and Black Widow show up later on, mm-hmm. they mention how they might have a plan, and he says, "No, nah, I've I'm already settled. I'm I'm not risking anything. I've got too much to lose." Yeah, and it shows you like exactly what happened. Exactly, and Tony who did Cap's American Black Widow show up with is Ant Man. Did you like the way? Uh, it sort of explained his absence from Infinity War here. Obviously, we knew he's trapped inside the quantum realm. Did you like his like getting out and the, the, like he was like it was just like five hours to me? You know what I mean? 
Aye, it was quite smartly done, to be honest. It's quite good to see that a rat is mainly the real hero <laughs> now. <laughs> a rat saves the universe. That is like that is uh, what this uh, synopsis of this film should be. Uh, and I thought, like, see, just going off Paul Rudd for a second, I didn't expect Ant Man had to have as much to do in this movie as he did, but he was really the star of the show at points here. Uh, I definitely, but also. He, I had a rough idea he would be because of the Ant Man and the Wasp credit, the post credits. Yeah. Um, but so it, it now there's so many more questions <laughs> that are left unanswered. For example, the whole um, the whole comment about the time the the, the Wasp says to mm-hmm. uh, Paul Rudd when he's going into the quantum realm, don't jump into a time world. She says, "What is it, time?" Time vortex or something. Aye, right. That? So everyone's like thinking, "Oh, right, he's gonna jump in that, and then that's how he's gonna kick off." Endgame. But he didn't. He was just, he was just stuck, mm-hmm. and then he got pulled out, and then he's like, "Oh, I think you could jump through time." But he never jumped into a vortex. Then I don't think so. Anyway. Yeah, that's like it's Like I like the way they did. Tra- I'm usually a big hater of time travel in movies, right? Just cards on the table. I hate it. All right. However, I thought they did it, right. despite the fact that the time travel at times did not make a lot of sense here, and there was a lot no. of rules that got broken, which just, it's been talked about everywhere. Go and have a read up on it, guys, if you're confused, because you're not going to get the answers here from us, I don't think. What I will say is, I didn't mind the rule breaking as such, because it served the story really well. They kind of say that, though, they kind of say... They do it's like a throwaway line, like "oh, just forget about it. It works. It works." Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they keep mentioning Back to the Future. And... Aye. Aye, they keep mentioning that in like Terminator Two, and like they obviously know that it's flawed. Also, we'll go back to this at the ending. I, I would assume, but um, I will go back to the ending. Fuck it. I just keep going. <laughs> just leave it there. So we get to the time travel bit, and this is where it really kicks off. We've got the the team of the main team of Avengers here, which is like the the sort of main original six, and then you've got Nebula and Rocket and War Machine uh, added in there for a bit of flavour with Ant-Man. And they're going back to previous movies to try and recover the Infinity Stones. Uh, so the three movies they go back to um, are the original Avengers movie, they go back to Thor The Dark World, and they go back to the start of Guardians of the Galaxy in 2014. What I liked here was the amount of supporting characters I thought we'd never get to see again who came back. Like, even the small faces, like an Agent Sitwell, an Agent Jasper fucking Sitwell. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that, that, really, that really got me. Did you guys like the way in which they went back to these movies and the sort of the sort of dramatic stuff behind it? Obviously, you get Thor with his mother, get Captain America fighting Captain America. For you guys, was the time travel elements done well? Right, 100%. Uh, especially Avengers 2012. Like, how class was that? It's, it's good seeing that the as a they kind of show how much it is a universe. So we never yeah. got Doctor Strange until <coughs> 2016. Aye, it? something like that. It was 2015, right. 2016, aye. So... And when you go back to Avengers 2012 and she's got the time stone, the ancient one, so Hulk goes and gets it. And she's actually fighting off the Jatari as well as the Avengers, but you just don't see that. Aye. Um, so they just kind of put that in. like They put that in a way that you wouldn't notice like, in 2012 that they missed out on it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it makes it sort of more fleshed out. And there was some good, there was some good fan service moments in here, particularly one I wanted to mention, Torres, was uh, we got Captain America in the lift with Hydra agents again. And you're thinking, <laughs> this is going to be a repeat of Winter Soldier, but instead whispers in, uh, whispers in the ear of, is it Sitwell or is it... Uh, no, it was, was it uh, no... Robert Redford? Uh, I was Sitwell, I think. Aye, uh, uh, right, and he just whispers, Hail Hydra. Did you like that? Like, just a wee reference to... Because obviously it was the recent storyline in the comic books that Captain America turned into a Hydra agent, so that was... Stuff like that was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it because I thought it was going to be 
the exact carbon copy of the lift fight in Winter Soldier. Yeah. And then, so I wasn't expecting it. It was quite a funny moment. Came out the blue. And the other thing I want to touch on here... The ass um, of America. No, not the ass of America. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to touch on the fact that Natalie Portman clearly did not want to come back to shoot extra scenes for this, for this oh, movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, she's credited, like, to, to be fair, she's credited because she is in the film, like, technically she is in the film. Uh, that but, was not new footage, man. Why would you... Oh, it was so bad, on it? It was, like, cut so quickly. It was, yeah. like, her lying down and then rocket just... Like, you just see the back of your head, so it could be, obviously, it is Andy's head. Um, but I don't understand why she... Um, have you done that when she had the... She done that when she had the brass neck to show up at the premiere? <laughs> <laughs> unless, like, see, to be fair, unless they've shot more with her, that they've just cut due to time and it'll be, like, deleted scenes and stuff like that. <laughs> She'll be raging. <laughs> like, to be honest, see if you're picking up a paycheck for Endgame, like, <laughs> I don't know if you care. Um, but it's at this point we get, like, the sort of main lead into the third act happening nebula um there's two nebulas obviously at the same time and their sort of memory drives start to overlap because of that because there's two existing nebulas and that nebula the 2014 nebulas with thanos and uh and is it the maw like well <laughs> that's been going around it's like the maw has been the credit thing and then 2014 gamora's there uh, and so they start they basically learn everything that's going to happen so they hatch the plan to replace the future nebula with the 2014 Nebula, who's still loyal to Thanos, and they go back in time, everything seems fine, they undo the snap, however, evil Nebula opens a portal, Thanos is in the present, ready to stop the reversal of the snap, and all things are ready to go. Did you guys like the way that Thanos and even Gamora were brought back into it? Because obviously, it's like, the thing we're saying going in, if dead characters were brought back, it might ruin the stakes, but I actually personally think, like the way they did it here. Uh, I think, see when, it's one of those moments in films when you watch it, so like, they get that close, and mm-hmm. the, the good thing I like about how they've done it in this, so when Thanos comes back through, mm-hmm. like, you, you can't help but think to yourself, oh, if this was just normal Nebula, then they would have won, they would have done it, because mm-hmm. Hulk just does the snap, but when yeah. Hulk does the snap, like, it is total annihilation, like, Thanos knows, like, I need to just wipe these guys mm-hmm. out and he he does he absolutely uh, like i thought some of them were gonna be killed there and then from just the whole that big ambush. Ambush. Uh, it was a big blast one thing i've actually going we'll circle back to that and how that battle happens but Torres, i've actually forgot about something major that happens in between that time uh, and that's the death of one of the original six avengers in black widow What's um i want to talk about that scene specifically Torres, we were we were in the the, the Odeon at Brayhead watching this right and I don't know if you could hear me. I kept gasping back and forth, right? And I'd, <laughs> I'd come to the conclusion that it was Hawkeye I was saying goodbye to because Hawkeye seemed to win the fight. So I started tearing up for Hawkeye. And then all of a sudden, not uh, Black Widow <laughs> pulls him back up uh, and does a sort of Mufasa-style Mufasa death letting go uh, and into the oblivion. Um, I like the way they did this. She always thought she had red in her ledger. She always thought that she wasn't sort of good enough to be an Avenger and felt she had stuff to redeem. So did you like the fact that it was her to go or would you have preferred it to be Hawkeye? No, I think it was the, like, it makes her character much bigger because she made the big sacrifice, if you get me, and she knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but it was a solid five minutes. I didn't know which one of them was going to die. Aye, and it was it was Aye. extremely well done because it was good cases for both of them, wasn't it? Hawkeye dying to redeem for what he'd done. Uh, obviously became Ronan and became basically a murderous psychopath in the five years since the snap. Um, and obviously doing it to get his family back. But 
what I like about Black Widow, it goes back to that conversation she had with Loki. There's red in my ledger and I want you to wipe it out. Love is for children, I owe my debt and stuff like that. Like, And you always get the feeling the character was sort of guarded and that's the reason we didn't get to know it a lot. You know what I mean? Black Widow always felt in mm. a distance. But looking back at that, I think it was an intentional thing. And I'm happy that we're getting the prequel now after she's dead. So it'll be like an appreciation in hindsight. You know what I mean? Of who Black Widow really was and what the sacrifice actually meant in the long run. You know what I mean? So that's actually a prequel that I think will serve the story well. And obviously that should come out in the next couple of years. David Harbour and all those people have been attached to it, so it looks quite good. We'll go back then. Uh, go back to Thanos' blowing up Avengers HQ. I don't know, is there a name for that building or is it just like the Avengers place? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I know, just HQ. Yeah, I mean, I Avengers HQ. Um, he unleashes hell. Uh, we get that nice moment underneath uh, when Hawkeye ha- is about to get killed. Nebula and Gamora coming to save him from evil Nebula. And they try and convince evil Nebula not to follow Thanos. Evil Nebula is about to kill Gamora. Good Nebula saves her by shooting uh, his ev- her evil version. And obviously that continues on the story from Guardians of the Galaxy 2, um, which we've discussed before. And I genuinely think that the now... Going into Guardians of the Galaxy 3, the relationship between Nebula and Gamora will become like the central relationship of that movie. Do you guys agree? See, before we go into that, see on that note, see uh, before Endgame, I just wanted to run back around. See the amount of theories that we were talking about, like me and you, Truff, and like how, and just in general, like what this scene means, what that, like in the trailers, you're trying to like dissect what was happening. See the bit when Hawkeye's in Underground. Yeah. And he's trying to run away from it is what is it? It's not the, it's the dogs. It's the, those dogs we've seen on. Oh, uh, what do you call them? Can I the? Can you mind? Does it matter? Devil dogs. The devil dogs. Devil dogs. Um, there was a theory going about, and it was like proper highly up there with that he was in the the raft. Is yeah, it? Like the, the thing in yeah. the ocean. What, well, abominations kept oh. and like bad uh, Zemo's kept mm-hmm. and like the big bad villains and then that's how he was going to break them out and it would be like all of them versus Thanos. So when that scene came up, I was like, damn it! Like I was kind of like seeing he was running around with a gauntlet. I was like, well, outrageous. To be fair, raft. we're getting the rumors now that we're getting uh, those villains from the raft and their own team up uh, the Thunderbolts movie, and it'll be Thunderbolt mm. Ross's Red Hulk uh, with Abomination with Justin Hammer. Um, you know, and with ghosts from Ant Man and the Wasp, eh, all these villains coming back, you know what I mean? So, like, that's actually that might be a possibility. And I think maybe the announcement of that movie or the rumors of that movie fueled that speculation a wee bit going in. But I did like the way the scene played out. Um, so then they end up trying to fight Thanos, and it's the, the original trilogy teaming up the, the holy trinity of Marvel Universe. Sorry, going back to your point about Guns of Galaxy yeah. 3, that's what your point was. Uh, I think. I don't think I think Gamora's on her way out, as in she'll just go on her own way now because I, I don't think they'll spend too much time on uh, Star Lord and Gamora. Do you think? Well, not? well, it depends what's no. happening with Thor's going to be in it or no? Yeah, so well, that's the we hint we get at the end, doesn't it? Uh, as Guardians of the Galaxy, um, it's the it's the line he uses, which I wouldn't I wouldn't be angry if that was the name of it. Um, <laughs> which uh, only until recently in the comics is actually I think yeah. the as, as Guardians of the Galaxy are actually. Uh, that's fantastic. So it's, a, it's um, the best name in the planet. But with them, but then we get the the Holy Trinity teaming up: Cap, yeah. Iron Man, Thor. Go down to face Thanos, and they can't beat him. 
They can't beat them the first time. They can't beat them on their own. And it's just Cap. And, and what I think is the best shot in the MCU, Captain oh, yes. America standing against Thanos and his army alone. We get s- signals from the telecom. Cap, Cap, can you hear me? Cap, on your left. Sam Wilson. See the spiral behind him, Doctor Strange. More portals start to open up. We see Black Panther <laughs> and the Wakandans come through. Uh, we see Wong. Fucking Wong. He's been lying in wait <laughs> since he had to protect the Sanctum. And now he's back to do his job. I love Wong. Wong is... Oh, I need to see a Wong movie. Uh, like, if I don't see a Wong movie, I'm going to be Wang. Like, I cannot... I cannot... <laughs> I'm going to be... I'm going to be uh, Wang if I don't I'll, see more Wong. i absolutely fucking fuming. But anyway... We get all the Avengers team up. Everyone's there facing off against Thanos. And then what does he say? What does he say? He says, Avengers, assemble. I've seen a very funny meme, and it was because he whispers assemble, and there's so many folk. Yeah. There's people at the back that don't hear him, and they're like, well, well, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're going for shawarma. Torres, what was the cooler moment? Was it Avengers Assemble finally getting said in the MCU, or was it Captain America picking up Millionaire? Oh, it's got to be his Millionaire. It's a fucking Swedish <laughs> fake superhero word, all right? I'm saying it the way I want you to say it. Sorry, it's what's well, the cooler moment? I'm, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce that hammer. I'll do it no justice, but just call it, just call it justice. I, I think it's good to be picking up the hammer because I thought it was for calling it. I mean, yeah. all of a sudden, bloody caps just got in his hog. <laughs> bloody, <laughs> bloody done it. And obviously, now, how do we view that scene in Age of Ultron in hindsight now? Was Cap just no doing it to be humble? Or could he not do it then? No, uh, I, uh, I, I think that the rumour is, is he was holding, uh, which I've only just found out, he was holding back with Tony, that the Winter Soldier killed has ah, uh, so uh, killed his mum and dad. So because you learn that in Winter Soldier when yeah, but, uh, he's into the so when he finds out that Shield's been overrun with Hydra. That mission reports there, he, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Aye, and that's actually I never thought of that. That's fantastic. I like that. That's that makes sense. <laughs> uh, that's what I read. I yeah, because I thought I thought he's just being modest. <laughs> I thought he's just like, no, nah, I can't do it mm, now. Probably like, not. Hurt for his ego or whatnot. But anyway. We then get a huge, huge fight, which st- at the beginning of it, it reminds me of if any of you seen Pokemon the first movie. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> I just want here we go. My brother to be playing in the background there. That is like, <laughs> like I love that scene so much. But we then get Iron Man. His the the reason that he decides to ultimately help with the time travel is he looks at a picture of Peter Parker on his mantelpiece, and who comes behind him. And starts, Mr. Stark, what can I do? What can I do? And it's Peter Parker. And Tony pulls him in for a hug. And this was the moment that I started to get, like, really weepy. <laughs> like, I started, like, tearing up so much. <laughs> can we just also stress to the listeners that Truff was not sober watching oh, this film? No. <laughs> I, was, I was high on both alcohol and oh. emotion. Uh, I, I thought, oh, I thought you were you going somewhere else there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And a few lines of and cocaine. Oh, okay, I'm joking. We don't endorse that here it's a family show but anyway uh, so we get the huge scrap everyone's the infinity gauntlet goes through a literal gauntlet um, being passed from Spider-Man to Black Panther to Valkyrie and stuff like that and we do get a cool image it was for me 
sometimes you shouldn't pat yourself on the back for things that you haven't done they've been criticised for not doing a woman's superhero movie for a long time but we do get that sight of all the female superheroes like coming in to help a wee bit which I felt was it was nice but at the same time I'd just rather it was forced I would just, it was I would just rather you do it you know what I mean you don't you can do it and put them in there but you don't need to like pat yourself in the back oh look finally we are uh, giving women superheroes a chance no just do it do you know what I mean <laughs> like you mm-hmm. just get it fucking yeah, done yeah. I, I, I appreciate for some people with the mental art as well though so I'm not going to say it too much one thing I will say I really need to see more Valkyrie after this because my fucking god flying on a fucking flying white horse through the sky fighting aliens with a sword is the coolest thing I have ever seen in my <laughs> life like I, I was like what the hell you know like what was your favourite moment the big fight was there any specific characters that stood out um, mine was see in Homecoming when Spider-Man activates kill mode and he doesn't I, yeah. mean it and then oh, he really actually he shouts activate kill mode and all it is is just stabbing yeah. his spider arms so I was like that, that is class that actually yeah, I but like that see when you also think about it see if he'd done that when it was like when he has the suit and he's like stopping a robbery in New yeah. York and he activates kill yeah, mode I, it's a pure massacre that's, that goes from Spider-Man to Red Hood like straight away done <laughs> just like I'm mm. being murdered these kids uh, Torres what about you? It's actually at the tail end. It's a slight of hand bit when I thought Thanos had the gauntlet, and then fucking oh yes, and then all yes. this, obviously fucking you look to it and fucking he's get the one that they put all the good this in earlier on. The one yeah, started mid. Definitely, just, and we'll, I'll stop you right there for aye. a wee second, all right? I don't want to say we'll, right now. We're, we're going to get to that one in just a wee sec. One person we haven't touched on is Captain Marvel, all right? Who for me fucking fuck, I for, raging I man? I exactly, exactly. Torres, me. Oh. You forget, you forget. Oh, bastard! <laughs> she, <laughs> she just books her five minutes. That if in wrestling terms, they book themselves into a corner with Captain Marvel because they made her so powerful as a character that you couldn't really justify the fact. Like at the beginning, she goes in and she hands Thanos's ass before he gets killed the first time. Mm-hmm. I like the explanation that she's away protecting all of the galaxy because that's what I've been told she was doing anyway for the last like 20 years or so, right? But then she comes back, destroys the ship. <laughs> just, like, out of the no, no, she's fucking like, <laughs> She goes, she's like right through it as if it's paper and then the final ends, I'm pretty sure I could be lying, but I'm pretty sure the camera then goes to her and she's absolutely unscathed. It's Aye. like... She just fires through it and, as if none. Well, the implication is that Thanos could have been beaten twice before in the battle before he actually is. Scarlet Witch looks like she's going to be beating him um, until like a, a wee bit of cheating goes on there and she can't do it. I like that line, like, um, I, I don't even know who you are. And she's like, you will. And I was like, yes, that's that's pretty good. Because like no one knows Scarlet Witch in real life anyway. So it's a bit of, it's a bit of acknowledgement to that. And then Captain Marvel looks like she's beaten him, but he pulls out the power stone and what is the equivalent of like a low blow and just like <laughs> completely fires away. Torres has explained it well what happens next. Thanos says, I am inevitable. And what does Tony Stark say? What does Tony Stark fucking say? I am <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> so I, I don't think he knows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say it for him. I am Iron Man. That's what he says. <gasps> Snaps. Tony Stark. The guy who wanted uh, to protect the world. He wanted a blanket around the world. He was going to do everything he could to stop this happening. At any cost. 
He started out as playboy, billionaire, philanthropist. He became unlike his father, not personally selfish, willing to do what was best for the world. And he did the snap knowing it was going to kill himself. What a powerful fucking moment. Look, when Tony snaps, did you get all that right away? Did we know the implications of it? A hundred percent. Like, I think it's very smart how they've done it Mm -hmm. on a film level because you see when the start of the film, the very start of the film, basically just as a credits roll, uh, you see that he's done the snap again and that's how they find out where he is. And you go see Thanos and either way he turns his face, his whole face is wrecked, his whole body's wrecked. Yeah. You kind of put it down to then when like the Harvey then. because <laughs> I fucking did. Um, he, didn't, he, he couldn't handle the stones and Thanos is supposed to be the, the most powerful being in the universe. So when, as soon as Tony does it, you just know for a fact he won't be able to handle it. And the exact same thing happens to him. It's his face just absolutely crumbles the yeah. whole half of him. I get it, yeah. Um, and but it's it's brutal. It is brutal. Um, I'm choking up. We then get the emotional scene. It's Peter, I believe, who finds him first. Um, and he comes up. And he can't believe it. Rhodey's there. Um, no, what? Right, speaking of, I know it's a, a somber moment, but you did it not. And I, I was thinking about this the other day, and it pissed me off, right? So Peter's like, I know it's supposed to be like his father son relationship, right? But Peter's sitting there, and he's like, oh, t- uh, Mr. Stark, oh, well, like holding him, right? Pepper's behind Peter, and I'm like, ah, move Peter! I think, <laughs> but I don't think he realised it. And I like that moment from a character point of view. I'll tell you why. The way Greta, where the performs it, it's like, there's almost a dignity to it. She's like, right, give the, give the kid his moment, all right, and then I'm going to go in. I think that I, I get what you mean, but I do think it was played really well. Like Gwyneth Paltrow, loather or lover, uh, is a very good actress, and she I think she knows what she's doing there, how to play it all. Tell you who doesn't love her? Coldplay. Ah, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, <laughs> she comes in and she says, "It's okay." She, aye, she knows. You're, she knows. You've done. You've done all you can. You can rest now. We'll be all right. And. Um, uh, that was more Torres, I think, than Pepper Potts speaking to Tony Stark. That was Marvel and all the fans speaking to Robert Downey Jr., who carried this franchise for the last decade. You know what I mean? That that line meant more than it did. And I think it kind of it goes uh, back to like Iron Man freeing that when he wasn't sleeping because obviously Avengers won and all that when he was having mm. his restless mm. nights. I think it all yeah. went full circle. Aye, definitely, and it's just, it's a very powerful death, mm. because rarely in a movie series do you get attached to this character, you know what I mean, through so many films, you know what I mean? The, cur- the thing that got me was when his arc reactor went out, oh, in his chest. Aye. Oh no, <laughs> don't, do <that. laughs> don't do that. And then, speaking of the arc reactor, next scene we go to the funeral, Tony starts funeral at his house. Quiet sort of ceremony, but everyone that matters to him there. The first shot we see is the sort of reef going into the, the lake. And it's the art react- reactor in the middle. And it says proof that Tony Stark had a heart. Um, <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. Really just sums up the character Iron Man completely. Um, 
we get other people at that funeral. A lot of people, the wee guy from Iron Man 3 was there, and a lot of people were like, who's this kid? Was that? Did, that, oh, did you guys know who it was right away? Aye, uh, aye. no, definitely. Yeah. But the, the thing is, no, it really it frustrates me to a whole new level. But see people who are like now realising, there's people I've spoke to who have like, oh, so that's what they meant in Galaxy LC1. Like, people are now realising like the whole plan that Marvel had. Whereas like, as soon as it was mentioned, we all knew what it was building up to. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, people like oh there was an uns- like lad bible and all that pish like I'm calling them out fuck them yeah. <laughs> but they're like uh, oh there's a surprise guest at Tony Stark's funeral you might know who it is and it shows you the boy and he's like this could be the next Iron Man and you're like shut the fuck up idiots yeah like get a grip I wouldn't mind if he had a more prominent role in terms of like he was Peter Science pal or something like that now I don't you don't mm. want another Iron Man like because we're going to talk about what happened less, but see if you keep handing the mantles down to new people, it means less when the mantles do get handed down. It'll be, an, it'll be another Batman after Christian Bale yet. Yeah. Can we also discuss that I literally, about an hour ago, I watched a video and it discussed Infinity War made two billion in the box office, right? Aye. So the way Robert, Robert Downey Jr. has signed his contract with Marvel, he done it in a weird way that it's not like per film basis, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Something to do like, he, he earns it in the back of what every Avenger film makes. Yeah. So he made, he, he, he watched three days on Spider-Man Homecoming and it was five million a day. So he earned 15 million from Spider-Man alone. But see, with Avengers Infinity War, he earned, this is just for Infinity War, this is no kind yeah. of a Man film, 75 million Aye. from two billion, right? And this film made one billion in five days mm-hmm. so rdj is gonna get a fucking ton um he's set for life now man he's set for life and one of the things but the thing it's in the comics though he dies in the comics at one point and they bring him back as some sort of ai like jarvis say but he can control the suit um so see if they bring him back even if his voice just came back you're talking mountainous amounts of money. <laughs> I, just, I, I wouldn't want them to even do that. Nah, no, no, no chance. But I, I, get, I feel like they would do it for. Let him like, go. They would do a cameo uh, or fancy. If the if the movies start to tank, then I. But like, I can't see that mm. happening anytime soon. But a few more things at the funeral to touch on. Nick Fury makes his entrance the same way he did in Iron Man One, coming out of the shadows. I thought that was a pretty cool moment. Uh, at the back, I'm choking up now. Um, and then we get. <laughs> What is my favourite moment in the film, and it sounds weird, and it's it's um, John Favreau, Happy Hogan, talking to Tony Stark's daughter, and he says, "Your dad loves hamburgers. Um, I'm going to get you all the hamburgers in the world uh, that you want." And I thought this was a really nice character moment to have in there. Iron Man's friend we've seen in the Iron Man movies, haven't seen a lot of them since, but also John Favreau, the director who started all of this. Like getting his moment in the sun to shine, that for me, from a fan's point of view, was incredibly special to see. Um, and I, I, I really, I came away like remembering that moment. It was really nice to me because I think, I think also implications for Spider-Man: Far From Home. We're going to be seeing Happy Hogan, and it, it makes sense now how he's going to take on that mentor role, just like he's looking after Iron Man's daughter. He's going to be looking after Peter Parker in the same way, you know. Also, on a side note, I've just been scrolling through Instagram. It's an 11 years ago today since Iron Man came out. 
Wow. Aye, well done. Oh, Jesus, man, what a journey. Uh, which also, do you think about it, right? So see, me and Truffle talked about this, how they were literally, no clutching at straws, but they were trying their best to make something. They just decided that they were going to do this, and they didn't think about anything past the Avengers. They just wanted to make it. But that film only, I say only, that film only made like 550 million, right? So there's also some kind of clause that the film needs to make a certain amount like before they kind of consider it a flop. So now see the threshold for Avengers films is mm-hmm. 1.5 billion. Yeah. And if it's under that, it's a flop. But the, 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 that's the thing though, like I, when Iron Man was made, it was made for nowhere near the same amount of money they're making this one for now, you know what I mean? Like um, they were taking a gamble. Don't forget, Robert Downey Jr. was still, he wasn't a star then. No, I mean, he, he had his, his career died because of drug issues and stuff like that. So, like, they took a gamble with him and it just completely paid off, you know? So, and one last thing we need to touch on, one last big thing happens. Captain America told to go back. <laughs> I thought I was choking up before. Captain America <laughs> told to go back in time to put the, the Infinity Stones back where they found them so to restore the proper time stream and the alternate dimensions or whatever. Um, he doesn't come back. He doesn't come back. Um but he shows up down the river, there's this old man sitting there with a shield and gives it to Sam Wilson. There's that moment between Sam and Bucky uh, where Bucky says to Sam, on you go. And Sam Wilson has handed the shield, the mantle of Captain America. And we get the final shot of the movie is Cap and Peggy in their house dancing with one another. Was or was was this just not the perfect way to end Captain America's story? Right, this is where I'm going to throw myself in here. So see before when I said I was going to mention this, this is my part. Like, so I've been <laughs> thinking about this and I've seen many theories on it, right? So the timeline does not make sense. He needs to go back in time. For one, right, he needs to give Red Skull the Soul Stone back. Where's that film? I want to see that film. <laughs> um, he needs to... So he goes back, marries Peggy... Like they have a wonderful, wonderful life, blah blah blah, right? The Russos have confirmed that they he makes a separate timeline like explained earlier on the film and they live happily ever after and they and they've opened up saying and he could have many adventures he can in there, right? But so Captain America was fighting Thanos and Thanos breaks the shield, right? Yep. He then goes back in time and he then he hands Falcon a new shield. So someone's made the shield. Someone's made a shield for him. So there's so it's I was it's, it's probably the ultimate two... dimension Iron Man or T'Challa or uh Hank something. But, but he's had to go a long way. So technically, see if you want to put it down here, there is technically two Captain America shields in that timeline. He's also had to find a way to get back into that timeline to give the shield. You know what I mean? Like, he's went to a different timeline, mm-hmm. married Peggy, and then he's had to get the shield and then come back and then give it to Falcon he's and al- presumably go back. He's also to had to go to Asgard to give a hammer back. Explain That's that. That's true. I don't know how he, right, I don't know how he gets to these places. <laughs> this, is, this is what I said. David, I've came onto this podcast for fucking answers. We're no, <laughs> we're no looking into it because there are other flaws. Aye. Does he qualify for a free bus pass because he's that old? <laughs> <laughs> he must do. He must do. Here's what I think, right? Yes, you you make valid points, but because <laughs> the ending is that powerful and emotionally satisfying, I'm willing to just look past it. True, which I am too. But you can't help but think 
you've got that wee bit. See, this is what annoys me. I'd be very happy with that, but with Marvel, they're quite annoying. So in Thor, the very first Thor, you see the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. In the trophy room, right? And then it's like, oh, is there two Infinity Gauntlets? Is Thanos going to go to Asgard and get the gauntlet? And in Age of Ultron, you see him with a gauntlet. You... So it's like, there was that whole speculation for years and years and years. And then... Uh, Hela comes Get up to that and can, right, like go, right. So they've clearly they clearly think about it, but they clearly need to cover it. So they've obviously done that, but then kind of backpedaled a bit and went, "Oh shit, that, that's still the way to do it." So I think this, this could be the exact same situation. So they've set this up with timeline and all that, and said they'll forget about it. But people aren't going to let this go. So they're going to. I think at one point they're going to explain some kind of timeline, like a timeline jump, or no, not a timeline jump. Uh, it is multiverse. It's not timeline. Yeah. Because they don't go back in time, they just kind of. It's a dimension it. thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I do think they're going to explain. I think with the X Men and Fantastic Four and all that coming in and Silver Surfer, it's going to become more galactic and more multiversal. And I do think at one point we'll get like a crossover where it's like an Ultimate Universe and a Six One Six Universe. Which I just want to make a point as well. Yeah. You know what universe this is? Nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. Why is that the number of the movie universe? It's fucking weird. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> just a fun, just a fun, just a fun fact for y'all. I just read this up. No clue, no clue. Uh, do you know what we're talking about? The multiverse. Just want to finish this off uh, by seeing what happens and what's set up for the next bit. Thor mm-hmm. seems to join the Guardians of the Galaxy or the Asgardians of the Galaxy. They're looking for Gamora. There's a research bit on the the search engine there. The, the intergalactic Google. Um, we've got um, <laughs> a Valkyrie. There's um, been. Announced she's the new monarch of Asgard, um, essentially, which is a pretty cool thing. I, I forgot about that. So I, I, I forgot. Asgard is now in Scotland, um, apparently. Um, yeah. No, 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 no. It's actually confirmed it's in Norway, which makes no sense as to why he's got Iron Brew sitting behind him. I, so I've no clue why point, this One is... of the best clips in the films when Korg's playing Fortnite. <laughs> we could get through the whole spoiler review without mentioning that actually because I, I was just so gleeful to see Korg back man like an absolute hero I oh, Korg fucking force uh, put on the beef and all I know definitely and that's obviously Big Lebowski 4 is the version <laughs> I don't know if that version will stay um, for Asgardians like Alex if he'll go back to his chiselled Chris Hemsworth self by that point uh, um, it's just quite funny when and it'd make more sense to make Chris Pratt the fat one again. <laughs> He's done it before. <laughs> Just Andy Dwyer up, you know. Like, it will be absolutely sound, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, is there anything else anyone wanted to bring up about the movie before we go here? Uh, I love it, and I think uh, Avengers 5 will be even better. <laughs> it's such a shit summer. Yeah. Torres, what about you? Just the perfect end to yeah. and a franchise, basically. Well, not a franchise, but you know what I mean, a trilogy. People are people are now calling this the first volume of the MCU has been wrapped up. Uh, yeah, um, you know, see that they've apparently Marvel are releasing a twenty-two box box set of all the films. That's absolutely criminal, by the way, because it's going to make a absolute ton. But also, mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's. It's just massive. It's going to be huge, and it's going to cost so much money. Won't all the films be in that Disney Plus? Exactly. Which which might be a loophole through all this. I I think it'll be because the thing about streaming is you don't get like wee extras that a lot of people like, like deleted scenes and all that jazz. You know what I mean? So unless that stuff's in Disney Plus, 
there'll be people that'll buy the box set for that. Um, I agree with both of you. Why don't you ask one big question? Thanos is gone. Next big bad of the MCU, please. Doom. I think it might be Doom. I've, I completely agree with you. I've, and that's what I want. I don't know. Aye, it's going to be him. I think anyway. It needs to be an Earth-based threat now, I think. It needs to be different from Thanos. And with Doom, he has, like, political protection. You know what I mean? So he can be the puppet master behind a lot of movies, you know what I mean? He can actually be the secret hand that's operating a lot of villains, you know what I mean? And they don't need to figure that out. They can just show us that in post-credit scenes and stuff, and that's a good build-up, you know what I mean? Uh, Luke, do you agree with us, or are you going for someone else? Absolutely not. Um, I think it's going to be, hear me out, Dormammu. Because Dormammu, I was thinking about this the other day, Doctor Strange defeats Dormammu by doing a time loop. I just ignore him. (laughs) Just annoying him. (laughs) Within a reality, keep going round and round and round. And I think Dormammu, Dormammu is bigger than that. He's bigger than like an origin film villain, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think he's going to come back because they've been fucking about with realities. Yeah. Uh, And Doctor Strange has to kind of Somewhat, something someone else suggested the other day Scarlet Witch can, can we see Scarlet Witch slowly descend that, into that, madness the answer's right there silence Could name one nobody will care I don't care that she's a hero and I will not care she's a villain but, well, they be, but they'll build what? her up in the TV shows Aye, but and stuff. That sounds like, it sounds like a complete ripper after that X-Men Dark Phoenix that's coming out that's, that's um, also true exactly. but if we if they could they use it and do like an inverse of the House of M storyline almost. So instead of her saying no mutants, which she does in that comic, and all the mutants, most of the mutants are killed, she says something like mutants, and she's the one who creates them all. If she creates mutants, that's absolutely fantastic. Well done, her. But <laughs> um, good job, good hustle. <laughs> but see, the thing, this is what annoys me. This is what's getting into the territory of what we discussed, Truff. See, you've now got the problem that they want uh, Disney will want X Men and Fantastic Four because they're big properties uh, involved in MCU as quick as possible, which is volume two will probably be around. Yeah. Um, but you need to explain Wolverine's a character who's been around for hundreds of years because he doesn't age. Yeah, where's he been? Uh, Professor X, who's in a wheelchair, and, like, all these things that have happened in each... Like, that's the yeah. point of the X-Men. They've been through, like, so much turmoil in their life, and that's why they want to do what they want to do. So you need to explain their absence, but with the whole multiverse thing, you could probably say that they're in a different multiverse. And by heart demanding that they then get ripped into this verse, I suppose, but... See if it's her, Elizabeth Olsen, something about her. I just can't, I just do not care for her at all. Her envision, I don't care for. That's a shame. I don't mind her. I think she's all right. Like, what I could see happening is Xavier has been protecting the existence of mutants from actually entering the consciousness using Cerebro. So he's actually been cutting off like any memories of uh, mutant existence, you know what I mean? Using his uh, telepathic powers. That is something I could see happening. And I think would be a suitable explanation for it. Uh, I think that would just open up a can of worms as to where, why we haven't they jumped in to things, you know what I mean? 
maybe they haven't jumped any Ultron, they haven't jumped any Thanos, they haven't jumped it. Like, you would just open up a full can of worms as to, so is he just waiting? And they can address that question, though. Like, maybe the X-Men haven't done it because they're like, oh, we didn't want to reveal our identity or where we I've said this before and I'll say it again. I came on this podcast for fucking answers. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, they could, that could be a, a point of contention. The Avengers are like, where the fuck were you? And they're like, oh, we couldn't reveal ourselves. And then they're like, well, who the fuck are you to come in now? You know what I mean? So that's... But that's just, it's just another Captain Marvel line. Like, yeah. you asked the whole question, like, oh, we're sleeping. And then it was absolutely done in one absolute stupid line. Yeah. See if it's again with X-Men, I'll just pull out. Like, what the fuck? So any cunt can just jump in here. That like, is the argument so... the X-Men could be like, listen, we've been, if we revealed our existence, we'd be experimenting on, we'd be discriminated against. It happened before. That's why we had to cut off everyone's memories of us. You know what I mean? So I feel that's a more powerful explanation than just, oh, I was on a different planet, mate. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, oh, I was just hanging in Mars, mate. Couldn't, we couldn't make it down for a wee robot taking over the planet. It's like in Pinocchio. You know what I mean? That's no my jam. So, <laughs> so uh, for the future of MCU, I think you're going to have Strange as your leader, as your Tony Stark, and you're going to have Spider-Man coming up the ranks. You've got Captain Marvel, who will become more of an Avenger, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Guardians of the Galaxy, who have got their own thing going on anyway. Um, and who else do you have? You've still got War Machine, I suppose. I think, I I think we'll see Rhodey at Like My six big Avengers now, who I think the focus on, are Hulk will still be there. Scarlet Witch will still be there. You get Strange, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, and, Sp- uh, Captain they can, Marvel they kinda, and Black Panther. They kind of teased a kind of romantic thing with... Captain Marvel and Rhodey, which happens in the comics, oh. when when they when when they two lingered at the end of that yeah. video call with Black Aye, Widow, like like they'd been talking Aye. privately. Oh, you private DM, eh? <laughs> Rhodey sneaking into uh, Captain Marvel's DMs, launching a badass. By the way, then you're firing the missile into Captain Marvel. <laughs> uh, Wait, do you, you get a haircut, hen? That's looking smashing. She didn't, you know, she didn't actually get the haircut. They were doing it, and Rhodey had his suit on, and it just like set her hair on fire. And that's why she had to <laughs> chop it off. Short, black, and embarrassing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Cap, uh, Carol Danvers' haircut aside. We really enjoyed Avengers Endgame. Um, I think that's all we have to say. We'll let the guys get away. Um, next time, we'll be back first-time films um, with uh, The Matrix, which should be a very fun time. Um, and Torres, you'll be back with full-time football in the next couple of weeks as well. I so think we're be... sitting down for a recording next week at some point. Looking forward Aye, to getting so back into it. It'll be good to see the band back together. Obviously, uh, First Time Thrones is also uh, a really good show right. that you should go and check out. A lot of good times in that, especially with what's been happening in the world of Westeros. So, guys, find us iTunes, Spotify. Have a good day. See you later. Bye. See you later.